Well, we're taking you through your holidays. Jason Agnew in for John Moore, and it's 6.20 each morning. We have kept some of the staples of the show in place, and one of those is the morning brief. Pleased to be joined this morning by Deb Hutton, former senior advisor to two premiers and now a communications advisor. Good morning, Deb. Good morning, Jason. Holidays have been good? You know, they've been different. Short answer is yes, but uh, my husband's family are in Fort Erie. Oh, my goodness. So that changed our plans. Yeah, considerably. Snow, snow, snow. Yes, and now it's rain, rain, rain. We actually are in double digits in Niagara. Oh, wow. All right. Well, I know I have a couple friends there that were planning on heading to Fort Erie because uh, they had family there. And that did not happen uh, for about three days from the original plan. So I think that's really the story of this holidays. Everyone has had some weather complications, whether it be trains, planes or automobiles, your mode of transportation doesn't matter. Things have changed. And we've been spending a lot of time over the past week talking about uh, airports, delays, flights and now Sunwing has canceled all flights out of Regina and Saskatoon until February the 3rd. Now, listen, I'm sure Regina and Saskatoon, Deb, aren't great places to spend winter. But if I was getting on a Sunwing flight, I'd be all too happy that they've decided to cancel because I'm assuming this means refunds for people. Well, you got to hope so, but who knows? I mean, uh, February 3rd seems like a ridiculously lengthy period of time to cancel all those flights. I will say from a public relations perspective, though, Sunwing is a disaster. <laughs> I, I read some of their statements on this, and, and you have to feel for these these people and these families who are who are stranded, albeit in, in a warmer climate. But here's what they said, Jason. They are going to repatriate most, if not all, Saskatchewan customers by January 2nd. Doesn't that make you feel warm and fuzzy and that they've got your back if you're one of these people who are stranded? It's crazy. Yeah, um, not a PR disaster is really what Sunwing is going through at the moment. I mean, I've been talking about the fact that if, if you're stuck at home and unable to get on a flight, that's one thing. But if you're stuck abroad, especially in a country that is not in North America, I've just been wondering about the safety concerns. I mean, I was just in Mexico at that Cancun airport. It's, it's so overpriced, and I didn't want to go outside of it when I was there on a long delay. And people have been stuck there for... Well, I know some have been there for three or more days. Yeah, it, it is really crazy. And you have to wonder, I, I'm not usually somebody who advocates for the government to get involved, but you have to wonder if there isn't something that needs to be done just to get people home. Agreed. Now let's talk about vacations. Let's talk about the government. Uh, and uh, one, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. Now I know everyone deserves a vacation. Sure, even the Prime Minister of Canada and his family. And I'm not one to rail on Justin Trudeau, but currently Justin Trudeau is vacationing in Jamaica, where the Canadian government has warned Canadian tourists of going to Jamaica due to the state of emergency that is there. And I know there's a lot more to a prime minister in planning a vacation rather than just popping on a flight and going over, but this is just bad PR as well. 
Yeah, it, it's bad judgment, Jason. I yeah. mean, if that's where he wants to go and that's what he wants to do, he will be safe. He takes a private plane, which is what is necessary when you're prime minister because of safety concerns. And he will be no doubt staying at a, a private, uh, I suspect, residence. In fact, I, I recall when this first came out in the news that, that his staff did say, unlike his Aga Khan visit, mm. that uh, he had cleared whatever he's doing in, in Jamaica with uh, the integrity commissioner, or the ethics commissioner. So I, I don't begrudge him doing this. I actually think it's probably fine for him. I just think it's bad judgment on his part and, quite frankly, on his staff's part that they didn't say, hey, we're telling Canadians maybe they shouldn't go to Jamaica. Maybe not so smart for you to do the same thing. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it seems that every time the prime minister goes away, someone comes at him for something, whether it be the Costa Rica vacation in 2019 that had a $57,000 price tag attached to the flights, or even worse, the little stop in at Tofino on September 30th, 2021, which was, of course, the first ever day for truth and reconciliation. Yeah, I again, I I just think they, it, it's as though they don't think, yes. you know, and and I know a lot of work goes into this, having been in a, a, a premier's office, at least a lot of work goes into it. A lot of thought goes into it. I do not begrudge the price of the flights. I think there is a security issue mm -hmm. when you are prime minister of a major country. So I, I don't get uptight about that. But it, it does feel like he just says, hey, I'm going to go do this, doesn't think about it. And his staff don't push him back and say, mm, not the best idea. Let's talk about uh, the the everybody, the everybody that is going back to work on probably January 3rd. If they're not already back at work, there is a survey out by the World Economic Forum. 74% of employers now offer hybrid work arrangements and a majority of employees, about 68% uh, prefer hybrid work versus 28% wanting to work full-time from home and only 8% of people preferring to go back full-time on site for work. Um, I think this is a bit of a surprise, Deb, but what I'm more surprised about is that 28% is low for people that want to work full time from home. Um, I, I guess, although. You know, the other thing we, we saw through the pandemic was the whole, and we are, we will be dealing with it for years in particular with kids is the issue of mental health. And, and a big part of leaving the house and going to the office, even if it involves a commute, I think is very healthy for people from a, from a social and emotional perspective. So I actually wasn't surprised at the number. The, the numbers that you just read out, Jason, for employees, what surprised me is that so many employers are actually biting on this and saying, sure, let's do hybrid going forward. Yeah, 74% there. Well, once the technology was in place for the pandemic um, to work from home, now it can be done in a hybrid manner. So, I mean, that's very forward thinking. And I guess this, you know, hybrid work, I think, is very much the new norm. And of course, the ripple effect coming out of this now is going to be all the workspaces, uh, all the large office buildings. There's going to be adjustments and a ripple effect here for a lot more space available, Deb. Well, it changes a whole bunch of things. If you think about our downtown core in Toronto, for example, or the or the financial districts in any major city, it really changes that footprint. It changes how it, we function. It changes changes transit. It, it it changes the kinds of homes that we're looking to buy. I think about how we in early 2020, you know, jammed an extra desk into our house because there were uh, four of us, sort of in quotations, working from home, two kids online and, and two people working from home. And so it, 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 if this is here to stay and it sounds like it is, 
it completely changes everything that we have planned for, I think, uh, in, in infrastructure for the last however many decades. All right. It is December 30th, which means it's the annual question of New Year's Eve. There's a whole bunch of places and destinations that are racking up prices. Uh, the most expensive destinations in Canada, one of them being Mount Mont-Tremblant, a uh, 284% increase from a normal winter night up to $880. But New Year's Eve, is this something that is considered special in your household, Deb? Well, our girls are 8 and 15, Jason. So as long as they will hang with us on New Year's <laughs> Eve, we will hang with them. Uh, and so far, so good. So we're, we're relatively low-key because it is a family thing. Uh, our youngest last year stayed up till midnight for the first time, and that in and of itself is a big deal. I don't think it matters to her where she is, just that she sees that clock uh, past midnight. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, it used to be a night of partying, but now, especially when implementing a schedule like this over the holidays, I'll be lucky to see midnight as well. Uh, Deb Hutton, thank you so much for doing this this morning and have a happy new year. You too, Jason. My pleasure.